What's going on, guys? Welcome back to It's Called Football. My name is Otis. My name's Jose, and we are back with another episode. I want to start it off by saying uh, you guys absolutely killed it with that last one. Uh, the support on YouTube and all the other platforms has been unreal, and uh, we have you to thank, so thank you so much. Honestly, yeah, guys, thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. We, we really didn't expect the last episode to blow up the way it did, uh, but we got over 100 views, which is absolutely insane. So, like Jose said, in, in an attempt to not sound redundant, thank you. With all that said, uh, this episode we're going to be going over some viewer questions, so make sure to leave your questions down below uh, in the YouTube comments section. We're going to talk about some hot topics going on, and we're going to have an audio-only segment that's going to be really interesting, so make sure to check it out in our audio platforms after you watch the YouTube video. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, we're right. Let's just, uh, you want to just, let's just hop right into the into the yep. fucking hot topics. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, first one of today, uh, Xavi Alonso has been linked as uh, Arteta's replacement at Man City as Pep's uh, assistant coach. Not surprised. Uh, obviously, amazing pedigree as a player. Uh, supposedly, he's actually been doing really well uh, in a managing role so far. Um there's talks of him taking other positions as a head coach in uh, European football. I apologize for my dog, if you can hear him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Spanish link, deep-lying midfielder, friends with Pep already. I Sounds like a match made in heaven to me. Sounds like a good one, too. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, he's currently with Real Sociedad B, and if you're trying to get some experience, um, you know, in, with the big boys there's no better place to go than under pep i mean let's look at exactly. let's look at pep's past to uh assistant coaches dominic torrent who went to nycfc and mikel arteta who's at arsenal so you know go yep. stick with pep for a couple of years you'll get a you know a first team job within two two or three seasons if you do a good job now i do want to shout out that uh arteta's current coaching staff is supposedly, uh, and this was said even when he was appointed, not his final staff that he wants in place. Uh, Xavi Alonso was also li linked with being an assistant for Arteta. Um, and it sounds like there are going to be some changes that are made uh, to create a more permanent coaching staff at Arsenal. So just saying the links are there for Arsenal as well. Um, I think one thing we can take from this is, one, we don't know where Xavi's going to go. He's been Apparently, he's being linked all over the place, uh, but we do know that he will probably leave <laughs> Real Sociedad. He's wanted. Yeah, he's yeah. wanted. He will for probably sure. leave Real Sociedad. Yeah. Be um, cool. So, sticking with Spain, let's move on to yeah. Th this next a, one's fucking a, weird. I need you to explain a, a strange, very, very strange uh, news article that kind of that kind of broke over the past forty-eight hours. So, apparently, Mike Tyson's uh, company, his cannabis company, has tried to bid for the naming rights of the camp now. Now, this is the first time that Barcelona's even off. Now, now. Yeah, is it new now? How, how are you? I, I, oh, I was saying, you said you said now. Oh, now. Yada, yada, yada. Pun, pun opportunity. I, that's all I got saying. you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, so basically, they're trying to get the naming rights for the stadium. Barcelona basically came out and said, we don't know where this is coming from. They're not getting the naming rights to the stadium. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a shame to have such a cool team have a ground called the Swiss X Stadium. Like, ah, 
just count sounds kind of trash. It'd be a shame for them to rename it to begin with. Honestly, yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If they rename it anything, it should be the Johan Cruyff Arena. Ooh. But, you know. But, that, I mean, they've already got one of those in Amsterdam. He's he's worthy of two. <laughs> no, that's facts. I can get behind that. You know you know how much I love Johan Cruyff, so that's facts. I can get behind that. But, yeah, that, that's a very a weird and interesting story that came out over the past, like, 48 hours. So uh, his business partner basically came out to the press and said it would have been a great idea to name the ground the Swiss X Stadium and provide uh, plant... Medicinal plant products in the concession stand. So basically, they're trying to get everybody. Yo, I'm down for it all of a sudden. Hey, bro, I'm just saying. It sounds like a good, a good, a good trip, man. Go to Barcelona. It sounds like a good fucking time. Go, go to Barcelona, get some medicinal plant products, and watch some good football. I mean, how how yeah. can you? I'll yeah, take exactly. It. How can you complain? How can you complain about that? Now they need, they need to move this all to Amsterdam. And have a red line district sponsor. Oh, bro, that's 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 how you'll make it better. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only step you can take. Bro. <laughs> and if you don't know what you're talking about, you really don't have to worry about it. Don't Google it. <laughs> don't <laughs> really, really don't. don't, go- don't. Uh, or you know what? If you're curious, you know, I'm sure you probably see the same amount of stuff on Twitter anyway. So uh, Google it. Uh, fucking true. <laughs> Especially with who you follow. Hey, bro, don't. Uh, <laughs> it's not who I follow. It's about who I follow and what who they follow because they. It's a lot of the stuff that I see is because somebody else that I follow retweets something. So who knows? Oh, I know. And then you end up liking it, and that's how I Yo, see bro, it. Yo, bro, half the shit is hilarious. Hey, bro, I'm putting you half out. Half the there. shit is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> next up, we're uh, switching gears from Spain to France, and. Uh, before we hit the big news, Bakayoko is apparently being linked to PSG, uh, which um, doesn't sound like it's going to happen. You don't think so? I, I just... He had a great season at Monaco, stunk it up at Chelsea, stunk it up on loan, and what now? Is that the pedigree that PSG is looking for? Um... I mean, let's. I mean, the answer is no. I mean, let, I mean, but, but let's look at some of the midfielders they've bought in the past. You know, I get that when it comes to like attackers, they go for the best and only the best. Uh, but when it comes to the midfield, you know, they let's look at who they have. Idris Gay. Not saying he's bad, but is he really at the same level as as the attacker they have? Um, Paredes. It's not about being the same level as the attack. Bakayoko's not even at the level of that midfield. Mm. It's simple as that. Mm. I don't know about that. I think he's had a couple of bad seasons, but when Bakayoko was in that... He's only played a couple seasons professionally. When, it, so in, does that in, leave in, him? In 2017, when Bakayoko was playing for that Monaco side... And had one good season, yes. Okay, I mean, Kylian Mbappe had one good season up to that point. And, the, and then he had a good season after that, and another one after that. Okay, so you're telling me that you had one good season, you blew up, somebody, another club came in, said, hey, we want you, you agreed, you left, uh, you found it difficult to transition, you found the league more difficult, you couldn't get in, the managers were always changing, because that's how Chelsea is. And then you went back to the then team. Then you went on loan. On loan, no, you, and you still kind of no, suck. No, because he went on loan to AC Milan before he went on loan to Monaco again. 
And yes. Oh yeah, he sucked at AC Milan too. No, he and then he sucked at Monaco. No, no, You're no. Right. He's, You're he's right. okay at Monaco. He hasn't reached his 2017 heights. Oh, yep. He hasn't reached his okay. 2017. When I think of PSG, hey, I think okay. Yep. I mean, when you think of the French league, what do you think? You think okay. I think Uber Eats. <laughs> and I also think they're canceled, which brings us to <laughs> our next news. Fuck. Was that was that was this that too much? Fucking horrible, bro. Hey, bro, bro, you gotta give me some. Credit. Absolutely not. I give credit where Please. credit is due. You oh, deserve on, no credit man. for that. Absolutely none. That that was good. Yeah. That was good. That was at least decent. That was at least no. Decent. It was about Maybe it was a it was cringy. about as good as Bakayoko at AC Milan. Let me let me put it that way. Since <laughs> apparently good enough for PSG, so. If anything, that's a compliment, bro. According okay, to your but life. let's but let's Anyways, look at this. PSG's link in France. PSG's linked. No, no, no. Hold on. PSG is linked to literally everybody. Okay, literally everybody. Just because he's linked doesn't mean he's good enough. Doesn't mean he's gonna go. I'm just saying. Well, you you seem to be arguing that he was. I'm just playing devil's advocate because you were ready to write him off and send it. No, sounds like you were wrong, and now you're trying to backtrack. You fucking dick. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Uh, so League One and League Two have been canceled. Uh, every European league right now pretty much has plans to move forward. However, uh, Emmanuel Macron, the French president, came out and said that no sporting event will take place in the state of in the country of France. My bad. Until at least September. So that basically ends this season. Now, as far as what they're going to do. Um, there are currently meetings taking place. There are probably going to be meetings for the rest of the week to determine what will happen as far as European qualification and relegation slash promotion. That's all I got. Um, as interesting as it is that, that they've decided to go ahead and cancel the rest of the season or effectively um, cancel the rest of the season, that's got to that's gotta have a lot, of, a lot of teams around Europe kind of, Fucking yeah, yeah, kind of worried. It, you know, other than the mid-table sides who don't give a fuck, but you know, people who were in the title races and teams that were in battle for relegation, you know, look at what happened in the Netherlands and they look at what happened in France. It's it's starting to look like a domino effect. It's starting to look like yep. a domino effect, and I think some of these teams should be very, very scared. In terms, Germany had plans to uh, bring some teams back in the fold in mid-May. For private trainings and there's a recent outbreak uh spreading again in germany and that might halt those plans that should halt uh, those plans 100 percent. and my concern is you look at easiest example is arsenal because everybody talks about fucking arsenal uh you you see how big it is for a team like them to secure a champions league berth what about teams that are fighting for a european place in general you know, the difference between UCL and Europa League is huge. But imagine Europa League and no no European football at all. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that's a massive uh, reason why I am not necessarily sure on this whole, what we talked about last episode with UEFA, the coefficient system ranking. Uh, you know, because imagine you're Sheffield United and you lose out, you yeah. know, European spots to somebody like a fucking uh, Tottenham or, or a fucking Man United just because they have a higher coefficient ranking than you even though you placed higher than them uh in the league and technically won your spot in in europe next season so that's why i'm not yep. sold on the coefficient ranking system just yet because that that seems unfair 
any solution other than playing the games out is devastating for a club like Sheffield. And honestly, you really do hate to see it. Um, but unfortunately, not to sound insensitive, but life isn't fair. And there are going to be teams that are definitely going to come out of this um, worse for wear compared to others who may benefit from whatever decision is ultimately made. For example, if promotion is canceled. Mm. If relegation is canceled, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, I get it. Yeah, you're right. Life isn't fair, but... I mean, at the same time, there is hundreds of millions of dollars on the line here. So I think a, a system could be, a yeah. better system could be in place. Not saying there still won't be winners and losers with that system. I just think that you could do something to minimize the impact on the quote-unquote losers of this situation. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's awful. But if you've ever wanted to be a lawyer, now's a good time because... <laughs> There are definitely going to be lawsuits against UEFA over the next year or so from those clubs that got completely shafted. And Man City. Yeah, so, fuck Arsenal. So Arsenal returned to training, bro. What, what's going on with that? Uh, they started training and they returned. That's about all I know. In the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, I think they're just doing like individual training sessions there because I think they had a few issues with like fan interactions. And people trying to um, see all the players. So I don't know. That's all I know of it. Why, why wouldn't they just do something like Man United have been doing and do it over Zoom or something like that? I. That's a great question to ask them, bro. No, you're supposed to be that Arsenal insider, bro. Like, uh, you're not really coming through with the information. Hey, you're not really coming through with the information right now. I hate to say it, but there's nothing more... They return to training, and they're training. That's 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 it. Arsenal training. Surprise. In the middle of a pandemic, twenty-one thousand plus dead in in England, and they're gonna return yep. to training. They're not training together, bro. My we already said that. My question is, why can't why? But they're still endangering their players and their players' families by having them come into the into the uh to the complex in general. I mean, I guess so, yeah. I, I have nothing to add here, bro. I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, fine. All right. Newcastle transfer targets. We have got some questions from... A, we, or not really questions, but more so a couple of comments from Twitch um, about these. And we've got some, some, some potential targets, although it just seems like a paper talk at this point yeah so let do you want to yeah. do you want to jump into it with the uh the twitch comment and then we'll we'll break down the rest of the stuff yeah so a uh viewer by the name of Inzernal said that he's reading that newcastle are going after sancho and mertens and not only that newcastle's being linked with uh edison cavani and <laughs> And Kaladu Koulibaly. Um, and just to add another name into it, Nabil Fakir. Now, this is something that top six fans see all the time. It's called bullshit. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. 
especially with a new owner coming in, being the richest guy by far, all that stuff. This is going to be all summer for Newcastle fans. And honestly, not only do I not see it happening, it's also not a smart move footballing-wise to just bring a whole ton of new players, a whole ton of big players, too. You need consistency. You need people who know what it means to play for Newcastle United. And people like Cavani, Koulibaly, Fakir, Merton, Sancho, they don't know the culture of the club. And if you bring six or seven new guys, hoping that throwing money is going to be the solution, it's not. Look at Aston Villa. Aston Villa spent, what, almost $100 million over the summer? Yeah. And now they're almost bankrupt and getting relegated. Yeah. I mean, money isn't the sole solution. You need a good coaching staff and realistic targets in mind. Out of all of these, I think making one statement signing maybe a Cavani, maybe if you're really ballsy and got money, Jaden Sancho. Uh, but I couldn't see more than one of these making a move. Bro, I don't know about Maybe Cavani. Maybe Cavani. Because he looks out the door. The Sancho thing is just romantic. Yeah, dude, dude, I, the amount of money. You know how cool it would be? Okay, but the amount of money, the amount of money that Newcastle would have to shell out to, to get Jaden Sancho to even look up north, away from Chelsea and Man United, would be insane. It would be absolutely insane. Honestly, that transfer alone would probably break FFP. A hundred percent. That's why. That's why I think, especially with these new FFP rules in place, I definitely think that Newcastle are going to have to be slow and methodical about how they rebuild this team, um, unless they want to go balls to the walls and give a fuck about FFP. And we see how that might end up for man city so <laughs> i don't know if that's the smartest way to go uh but yes for all the newcastle fans out there please don't get it twisted i think otis and i are both very happy that you guys are getting some sort of respect financially especially after the nightmare that was mike ashley but don't don't fool yourself into eventual heartbreak by thinking coutinho is going to newcastle um, and if it happens, more power to you, but it, it's not going to end well if you actually believe it. And that's coming from a good place. Like that's I'm saying it with all the love in the world. Those are not the players you want. You want players that are going to buy into the system and be improvements on what you well, already have. Here's the thing. We don't know what the system's going to be. Like, you know, are they going to get rid of Steve Bruce and bring somebody else in? I'm hearing reports that they're going to bring Rafa back. I'm hearing reports that they're going to try to get a top-class manager to come in, kind of like how Everton did when they got Carlo Ancelotti. Um, or, you know, so, like, we don't really know what the system is. We know how Bruce plays, but Bruce may not be there in three months. Sounds like they're willing to give Steve Bruce a season. I don't know if that's the smartest idea, Which, but... I think for the future of the club, probably not. However, you can't deny that he's actually... I would say overperformed. He's got a higher points total at this point in the season than Rafa Benitez had last season. Okay. So my okay, and 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 I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Definitely. Where's Newcastle currently in terms of their position? Gosh, I think 13. Okay, so let me check. So while while you check, if Steve Bruce is overperforming and Newcastle is in 13th, 12th. Whatever, that's still 
very, very poor, especially if a new owner is going to come in and they're going to want to put money into the club and they're going to expect to see success. So if you've got a guy who can muster up a 13th place and he's overperforming, just because you throw money into that doesn't mean he's going to be able to make it any better. You know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of like how you said, just because you throw money at the problem doesn't mean it's going to fix it. So that's why that's why I don't think sticking with Steve Bruce is the, is necessarily the best idea. I get it. You might want to keep somebody in there who sort of kind of already knows how Newcastle runs, blah blah blah. But I don't know, man. That's that's overperforming based on what was expected. You know, this is not too different of a squad than what Rafa Benitez had yesterday or last season. A manager of very high pedigree who um, mustered a lower points total than they currently have. So that may not be overachieving. That may be what Steve Bruce is bringing. However, that's an improvement with a very similar squad. That can't be just thrown away because Steve Bruce supposedly has a negative brand of football or a negative association tied to him. You know, if the guy's doing well and the club believes in him and the players believe in him, it's worth having that discussion, regardless of whether you think, oh, we're a top four club, whatever. Managers can have good and bad stints, even within a single season. When I Emery uh, went 22 games undefeated, and we know how shit he is. Don't make me fucking defend Steve Bruce, man. I don't like that. I didn't ask you to defend Steve Bruce. I, I was just I was just playing devil's advocate. I was just playing devil's, devil's advocate. And I appreciate it. I think we just like to argue a lot. I don't like to argue, but whenever I talk to you, I feel like I don't have a choice. You, you, you instigate it most of the time. That's that's definitely not the truth. That's definitely not the truth. Uh, I will say something. I'm sorry. I will say something, and we could. You know what? I feel like next time we need. It, this is gonna be a thing. We need to to bring people on who can back us up because somebody will say something to you, and you will completely blow it out of proportion, and it will be a bigger thing than it needs to be, and then it turn. It, it just. See, you take me seriously. That's the problem. No, the thing is, I don't. I don't take you seriously, and you still... Just every time I talk to you, I want to fight you. Dude, this podcast has been all over the place. Can you even call this a podcast? Has this even been a... Can you, honestly? Has this, has this even been a podcast today? This has been like... I don't even know what... Honestly, it's kind of been a short one, if we're being honest. It, it, um... However, there's not that much going on. No, there's not. Do you want to? So yeah, before we hop into the audio only section, which you guys should definitely check it out on, you know, anywhere you can get your podcast. Um, do you want to uh, just talk about how you've been doing? Um, and maybe yeah, let's just you can let's just go into that. Actually, no, I don't want to talk about how I'm doing because you can find all that on twitchtv AICS. Dude, the constant fucking plugs. Bam. <laughs> No, I've been good, man. Um, so, yesterday, uh, I was told that my... Well, I wasn't told. I applied for something that came out. And <laughs> within an hour, they were like, yeah, your schedule's changing. Instead of working your regular shit-ass schedule, you're working Monday through Friday in the morning now. So... That threw a wrench in all the editing plans I had for what's today and tomorrow in um, our real time, Tuesday and Wednesday. So I don't know what I'm going to do with all that, but it makes my streaming schedule a little more accessible for most. So we'll see. 
Oh, it sounds like you're doing good, other than the whole editing thing. Yeah, other than me fucking up that shit and not being able to get it done, I've been I've been quite busy. How have you? So I think that's been able to get my mind off everything going on. How have you been? Uh, have you been taking? Have you been entertaining yourself without football? Because I know, like for me, that whole Mr. Beast like uh, rock paper scissors tournament was the most excitement that I've had in weeks. So definitely. Definitely. So in the beginning, I uh, shout out Addison Ray by the way. Uh, in the beginning, I watched all the Arsenal rewinds, all the um, replays that they were doing. I watched some replays from years back when I didn't necessarily follow club football, um, and that was fun at first. But then it just kind of made me sadder that I'm not watching the current happenings. Um, cause I, I'm the type of guy I have trouble unless it's a masterpiece of a movie. I have trouble rewatching a movie or rewatching content that I've already digested. And I, I can't just go back to like the 2015 season and watch an Arsenal match. Cause I know like, Oh, Sanchez is gone. Ozil shit. Wenger's gone. We lost done. You know, like it, it's not the same. So thankfully FIFA has kind of maintain some sort of athletic entertainment from me but other than that i'm just staying busy trying to grind out um the twitch the youtube the podcast everything else yeah what about you bro i you know um I, it, well, first and foremost, I think a lot of my time has been devoted over the past couple of weeks into moving, and I'm still kind of dealing with that as furniture arrives every day, and I got to put it put it together and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, but but that looks like it's going to be coming to a close here shortly within the next few days. Um, like you said, just working on the podcast, working on my uh, own personal YouTube channel, uh, which is still kind of just in this weird flux state, but. You know, um, yeah, and, and trying not to uh, throw my laptop out the window when I have to work every day. The YouTube channel is called Life Without Us. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. You right, guys can, can yep. check it out if you want to. Um, I don't know what kind of content I'm going to be posting on there, but, uh, you know, if you want to see more of me, check me out there. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's it for me. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I think we both found a good time to find new things to occupy us. Um, I know there are a lot of people who unfortunately don't have many activities to do or to immerse themselves in. Um, And unfortunately not everybody's able to really step outside because everybody's got different family members. There's a whole lot of people that are immunocompromised and it's just not worth risking those you love for a little hangout with the boys at the park, you know? Oh, it's, so, it's definitely not. And, and I see a lot of a lot of fucking people who who are doing that and just simply don't care. And to those people, I say, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, yep. fuck you. And that's how I feel about that. I've, um... Yesterday, I, I had to stop by my sister's house and pick something up. But I ended up just driving. And it was the first time I drove in, like, three and a half, four weeks maybe and first of all i can't drive at all anymore but i i I started appreciating a lot like i just ended up driving for almost an hour um 
I, I put some songs loud, and usually I'm very cognizant of my noise level compared with my family, um, since we all live close together. And I, I actually like started singing along with the music, and I realized like I haven't fucking sang in in a month and a half, honestly. So it was nice to experience that again, um, something that's literally just part of my daily commute, but I kind of miss. So that was that was a very relaxing experience, I'd say. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I I really don't. I try not to leave the house too much, but I I do. Every now and then, I will need to go to the store um, because Amazon Fresh is starting to run low and stuff, and they don't have they don't have they just don't have certain things that I like certain brands that I like and um, and and I know that's like I'm it's not necessarily brand loyalty when it comes to food, but shit tastes different, bro. Like you know that you get you know yeah. how you all you always buy the same kind of butter, you know what I'm saying? Like and when you buy a different kind of butter, you can taste the difference. And it's just like little stuff like that where you they just don't have it, so I do have to go to the store. But when I do, I'm I'm six feet away from everybody at all times, mask on, gloves on, not fucking playing around. But even when I go to the store, there's a whole lot of people who just don't seem to give a shit. No mask, no gloves, goofing around. I never thought someone's complaint during a global pandemic with no cure would be butter <laughs> that was an example hey that was all power to that you, was an, an that no, was no, an no. example i hope you find that butter man oh i did i did i bought two packs that way i don't have to go back out for a while i'm so happy for you, you man should... i i think yeah. no <laughs> it's time we jump into the audio only you section um of course everybody watching on youtube thank you so much for watching the again the sports been on real we've passed subscriber milestone after milestone <laughs> Let's pretend I said that right. And it's all because of you guys. So, again, thank you so much. Um, check out our Twitter, at Called Football. Instagram, it's Called Football USA. Uh, we're going to start uploading more and more there. So, make sure to keep an eye out for anything that we do post. That's all for me. Yeah. Uh, check out our Instagram. It's Called Football USA. Again, make sure make sure you guys check out the Twitch at um, Jose ICF um, because that's been, a, that's been a massive help um, as well. So, Shouts to Jose for, for keeping that going and strong. But, yeah, it's all for me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Except for the people. And we're back. <laughs> and I say, except for the people who are listening on audio only, and they're now going to get this exclusive, juicy piece of, of, of content that nobody else can get. So. Yep. And I... I... I feel like this might be a quick one. I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, uh, do you want to introduce a topic today? Yeah. So we're going to talk about what Man United need to do to be successful again. So I think this I, is a very broad question. So I think there's there's yeah. there's a whole lot of different things that need to improve from top to bottom with Man United specifically for them to be successful again. Um do I think that they will ever be as successful and dominant as they once were? No, I think that era is over, from being completely honest. I think there's way too many teams who have the same amount of money or more. And there's way too many teams that have built better squads with better managers than they have. Yeah. A lot of the best teams we're seeing right now, it's the manager creating the identity of the team at, in current day. 
And what you're saying about dominant eras, I, I do agree. I think that's a thing of the past, at least in the level that we saw with Arsenal and Manchester United in the 90s, early 2000s. It, and I, I, I think that's for the better as a football fan, um, but it's going to be very interesting. Now, I want to hear your take on what they need to do to become successful because I, I have a a viewpoint that may go against the grain. Really? Interesting. What do I think they need to do to be successful? Um, first and foremost, I think they've got to, as much as, as much as, I, I mean, I don't hate Ollie. I just think that a club like Man United, man, you need a, you need a better manager, first and foremost. You need a better manager. I think that they need uh, a little bit more of a clear direction in the boardroom as well. They seem to kind of be all over the place, just kind of throwing money and seeing what fucking sticks. You need a better, uh, more clear direction. And I, th- and I definitely think a, a couple of transfer windows with the right moves wouldn't help. I wouldn't hurt either. But um, I'm curious to hear what your t- your take on the matter is. Yeah, so I, I do agree um, with the changes I need to make up top, need to be made up top, I mean, uh, with the Glazers, the board. That seems to be very, um, how do I say it? They, they keep looking for change as opposed to establishing something substantial. And I think they're onto it right now. I was never a fan of Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer until the last two or three months, um, primarily because of the entrance of Bruno Fernandez. And time will tell just how successful that is as far as a move. But I I happen to see a lot of Manchester United over the last like two or three months of football, and they've kind of turned it around, dude. I, I do see an identity, a counterattacking side that focuses on pace and long passing and quick combinations. They don't waste time. They have a strong presence in the midfield. Not a very talented midfield at the moment, but they have strong people in the midfield. I'm thinking Scott McTominay, Matic, um, who are, I don't even think McTominay is necessarily the long-term solution, but they have a midfield presence. They're attacking is really starting to find their feet with an attacking midfielder like Fernandez that is giving them the spark and attack and feeding them the right attacking opportunities that they didn't have before. Um, their back line really isn't too bad. Aaron Wambasaka is fine at right back. Their center backs, Lindelof and Maguire, are top six quality in my opinion. Lindelof particularly has improved a lot over the past year. Their left back, Luke Shaw's kind of in and out in my mind, but Brandon Williams is a youngster with potential. If they can get a mainstay squad player on the left side, I think they're fine. David De Gea, for all his fault, is still one of the best goalkeepers in England. The squad isn't as bad as it seems, and it's crazy because in the beginning of the season, they looked to really be going some kind of way. But for a board that keeps wanting to change their mind, they didn't fire Ali Gunnar Solskjaer when they could have in, like, November. And they told Ali that he had to win against, what was it, Spurs and City? Yeah. In order to keep his job. And he did it. And ever since then, the players have been playing for Ali. And Ali's been more creative. 
and the team's been trying harder. And now they're ready to be backed with money. They've still got Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez on loan if they need to maintain some sort of attacking depth. This is a better team than people have given them credit for because they're just now finding their stride. But, dude, I don't think they need to make that many changes as far as personnel. Okay, so what would you say then that they do need to do to be successful? Because I, I just, I mean, I, I heard a lot of praise, which, again, is due in certain areas. But is this team really going to be able to be successful again? And when I say successful, I'm talking about, you know, reaching some type of cup final or at least challenging for the league. I think this squad in a full season, the way they're playing now, can challenge for any cup final um, that they're in. I think, of course, I I think the first change that needs to happen is change of ownership slash new incentivized ownership and changes in the boardroom. I, but we're going to go beyond that because neither of us can speculate nor control what's going on there. I think they need to back Ali Gunnar Solskjaer in a big summer. And... For all the question marks that we gave, you know, Igalo is hitting the ground running uh, coming in in January, but the two players Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer was really <laughs> gunning for, <laughs> um, besides Bruno Fernandes, who is also doing marvelously, Harry Maguire and Aaron Wambisaka, both everybody said were overpriced. Erwan Bissaka came in for 50 mil, and he's been doing great on the right back, in the right back position uh, for a kid his age. And Harry Maguire's the captain of the club in his first season. So obviously he's had, at, at the very least, a great impact within the locker room, and he's respected by his peers. I, I think Ali Gunnar Solskjaer is choices for transfers have worked out so far all of them that i can think of okay that that's, okay. All, that's all i got <laughs> all right i'm still trying to like pinpoint exactly what you're saying they need a left back a box to box midfielder and another center back for depth and then you think they'll be successful if they can keep paul pogba Okay. Interesting. All right. I mean, I, again, I, I, I don't think Man United are too far off success again. I genuinely don't. Um, I just think that there are a couple of more changes that need to happen than, than you do, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're too far. I, what, what changes? Uh, again, uh, I think that, you know, yes, o, OGS is, is, is okay. Uh, he kind of turned it around. Um, towards the end of 2019, sure, fine. But for a club of Man United stature and where they have been in the past and where they should be now and where they want to go in the future, I'm sorry, but I personally, I just don't think Ali is the man to do it. Um, I think he's done... Who is? I don't know. I don't have that answer. I just don't think it's... Who would you I just don't there? think it's Ali. Um, I think, well, it, it, again, it depends on what they're looking for. So... What the board is looking for, that is, because obviously certain clubs have certain styles of play. So some clubs are, 
you know, like uh, like Chelsea. They don't really care what the football looks like as long as they win. Where they, and then you have other clubs who are like, no, we want to play, you know, a, a, we want to play good-looking football, which I respect wholeheartedly. Um, so, you know, if, if I was Man United, I would be looking at, at, personally, I would be looking at somebody like uh, Luis Enrique. Um, I would be looking at... Um, Somebody like a Tin Hog, even though he's still kind. Of, How did I know? How did I? Even know? though he's still, <laughs> even though he's still kind of unproven, um, you know, I, I would be looking for somebody who has a pretty strong attacking style of play um, and personality, rather than you know. I mean, I guess you know, if you just want fucking trophies and you don't really care what the football looks like, then you know, you could go the Chelsea route and just get anybody who can win. But um, I just don't think OGS is the guy. I'm not saying he hasn't done a. a, a a okay job or a good job so far but uh going forward if they want to be successful i just don't don't think it's him like you said i agree with you i think they need a left back um and i think they could do with with a a, a couple of additions to that midfield because I, I don't think mctominay's the guy don't think fred is a long-term solution matic is slow and old so there's a couple of uh you know but pogba and bruno are bright spots in that midfield but I feel like a couple of additions to the midfield and um, maybe a winger and a, and a left back. And I think, you know, and I think that's a very scary Man United team. Definitely. I, I think we can both agree that there's a lot of potential there if the right steps are taken. And you can say that for a lot of teams, of course, but in most cases, you don't see anything near the right steps being taken. So it's going to be interesting if in a year we're having this conversation um, saying what went wrong for OGS, you know? It wouldn't surprise me if we if we do. Not rooting for him to fail, although as a City fan, I kind of am. But, you know, objectively, not necessarily rooting for him to fail. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I think that's a great place to leave it. At the end of the day, no matter how much potential they have, it's still a question mark until they have a consistent run of form. Yes, yeah, since, what was it, early December, they've been playing very well, in my opinion. That needs to happen for six, seven months. Because that's how long it takes for a cup run to conclude. That's how long it takes, sorry, to win a league title. Exactly. And until that happens, you know, at the end of the day, money talks. And what brings you money but silverware, you know? The reason Wenger kept his job for as long as he did was because he brought the silverware. And there's no better way to make fans and club happy. Yes. And an FA Cup final in 2016 isn't going to solve all your issues five years later, you know? No, no, not at all. Um, and I don't want to discredit their Europa League um, success either. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's it's not necessarily something that Man United should be striving for. You know, they should be striving for winning the Champions League and winning the Premier League. Um, and again, it comes down to kind of, like you said, like you brought up another good point and that I know we were about to end it off, but um, how they build this team is going to be very important because you have teams that are built to last the season. They're built to last 30, 38 plus games. Then you have teams that are built for cup runs. So, you know, you look at Liverpool up until like the last two years, they were, they were a team that was built to go and win uh, cup competitions. They weren't necessarily built to win the league. That's that's yep. changed. Klopp has changed that, you know. So I think Man United is going to have to. They need to to really uh, kind of 
either get rid of Ollie right now or back him. Back him hard. And I, I, I'd have to agree with that. Like, if you're not going to do it now, go 100%. 100%. And then if he still fails, which I think he will, then, then you go get a new manager. But yeah, if you're not going to get rid of him now, back now, him 100%. This might be a topic we hit on the next podcast, but you said United should be aiming for more than our Europa League. Should they? Because, you know, people say it about Arsenal all the time, but it's been a while since either team showed more ambition or more ability than that. And we always say, oh, the United of old, the Arsenal of old. We're talking about here and now, and neither team has what it takes. Currently, you're right. Currently, neither team has what it takes to play in the Champions League consistently, which is why they haven't. Uh, but what I'm saying is based on the 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 Man United have passed, and somehow we brought Arsenal into the conversation. The Arsenal have passed. Both of those clubs should be looking to make strides past the Europa League. Uh, the Europa, not saying that the Europa League isn't fantastic in its own right, but I mean, you know, if you're if you're if you're going to be if you're going to claim to run with the big boys, you got to fucking you got to fucking walk the talk, dude. Like, you really do need to be playing consistently in the Champions League. Not only playing consistently in the Champions League, but you need to at least make it past the group stage every year. Like, if you're going to... And the thing is, they're not good they're, enough. They're not currently, good enough. you're right. They shouldn't aim for those higher goals because they can't reach their expectations. And they haven't been doing that for the last five, six, seven years. So, okay, wait. So what are you saying? That they just shouldn't... They should just be happy with where they are? No, not at all. Not at all. But without a full re and this is kind of more of a macro level talk, but without a rebuild, nothing ever changes. You can't you can't keep okay. What's the best way to say this? I I don't know how to say it, but you can't keep fucking throwing money at it, expecting things to change if the club is rotting. And Sometimes you gotta dig deep and really start from scratch, and I think a lot of teams are avoiding that conversation. Okay, but you—that's you, all. You just said that they weren't too far off from being successful. It, I, I know, and th that's why I said this is more of a macro level talk because I'm not just talking about United. I think United are at the turning point of that. If they keep sticking with Ollie, then yes, that rebuild will be complete. However, if they change their mind now, then it's just going to be the same issue over and over again. So what I was saying was not just directed at United. I think United are further in the process than a lot of other teams are. Okay. I thought we were talking about United. Um, but I guess I cleared. We were. That, that's why I just said maybe we'll save this for another one. But I wanted to say it now. Oh, word. Okay. Word. So, yeah, that's all. Word. All right, cool. Well, I got nothing else. You're not going to do the outro? Yes, I am. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the, the this extended version of the podcast on the audio-only platforms. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to continue to do these. And uh, let us know in the comment section 
um, on our YouTube or Twitch or, or, you know, hit us on Instagram. You can find us on all our socials. Let us know what you want to hear in these um, audio extended sessions. Um, speaking of socials, you know, you can follow You can find us on Twitter at uh, Called Football. You can find us on Instagram at It's Called Football USA. Find us on YouTube at It's Called Football. Uh, make sure you go to Twitch and follow Jose ICF. Uh, we're in there just about, or Jose's streaming just about every night, and you can find me in the... Uh, the uh, chat and I'm willing to shoot shits and have a good time. Definitely guys. Thank you so much. Much love. Bye. Goodbye.